The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. What's going on, everybody? I am continuing my ranking of every episode of The Office. I'm doing 75 to 66 this episode. And why am I wearing this? Because I'm Prison Joe. I'm here to scare you straight. You know what the hardest thing about this episode is going to be? The Dementors. Yeah. Yeah, we're going there. Let's start. Number 75, season two, episode 16, Valentine's Day. The show's first Valentine's Day episode sees the office celebrating. Phyllis receives a ton of presents from Bob Vance Fans Refrigeration. Dwight seeks advice from Pam about what to buy for Angela without naming her. Michael travels to New York City to give a presentation on the branch's financial performance to new Thunder Mifflin CFO David Wallace. Um, the whole thing about... Um, the whole thing about uh, the, the whole Valentine's Day thing is Pam wanted a gift from Roy and Roy got him. Roy got her absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, Phyllis got like a million gifts that were giant roses, giant flower arrangements, a giant teddy bear. And Pam got absolutely nothing. And at the end, Roy says uh, Roy sees her and. She says, you know, I'm really disappointed. You didn't even get me anything. And he says, don't worry, babe. Tonight, I'm going to give you the best sex of your life or something like that. Like, great. Um, the thing between Dwight and Angela, they're still secretly uh, going out. And uh, Angela gets Dwight uh, a bobblehead of him, which is actually right there. And uh, Dwight isn't sure what to get for her. And he asks Pam what to get, but but he doesn't say that he's it's for Angela. So eventually Dwight gets her a key. Okay, I guess the key to his his house or something like that. I don't know. Um, but the main thing about the episode is Michael going to New York City to meet new uh, Dunderbiff on CFO David Wallace. And also see if there's something going on with Jan, because uh, that that ongoing saga is going on. Uh, he, Michael goes to New York City and is just the, the dumbest tourist ever. <laughs> he says, "I'm going to my favorite New York pizza joint, Sabaro, which is which at the time was in every mall in America, or something like that." Um, he says, "Oh, you you always see celebrities here. There's Tina Fey. It was not Tina Fey, but it, meanwhile, while he's going to talk to the fake Tina Fey, the real Conan O'Brien goes walking by and he, and he misses him. Um, so he's in the um, he's in the the meeting with." the other branch managers and Jan and David Wallace. And he's talking to the guys before the meeting. And he says, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having sex with Jan. I'm sleeping with Jan. And they're like, what? Um, so, um, they have their meeting and, um, the guy from Stanford, whatever, what the heck is his name? I always forget his name. Um, he, he presents, he, he get, does a great presentation and, uh, Craig, I don't know what, what 
uh, ranch he's from, but he was a complete idiot. But anyway, Michael does his presentation, and it's a video of everyone just waving. Slow motion of everybody waving. It was so dumb, and everybody's like, you know, they're like, what the heck is this? And I don't know why you even did that. Do you have even have your financials? And Michael said, oh, yeah, here they are. And he gives them out to everybody. Craig doesn't even have his financials. He's a complete idiot. He's like, oh, I thought this was just a meet and greet. And Jan is like, you're an idiot. What's wrong with you? And and Craig says, well, why why am I in trouble? Michael, Michael made that stupid video. He didn't get in trouble. Why? Because he's sleeping with Jan. And that just blows everything up. David Wallace goes crazy. Jan goes crazy. Um, Michael has to do damage control and say, hey, that was just a stupid joke. My fault. It was a stupid joke. I'm very sorry. Won't have it again. Sorry. And and he 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 apologizes. And uh, everything is smoothed over. And Michael is leaving Jan. Um, goes to meet him in the elevator and says happy Valentine's Day and then gives him a kiss. So what the heck, Jan? <laughs> you did everything right. And then you go to kiss uh, Michael. And then she turns around and sees a camera crew there. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was basically the, the episode. Number 74, season four, episode Season two, episode four, The Fire. When a fire starts in the office, the gang waits outside. They play Desert Island and Who Do You Do? And Michael attempts to mentor Ryan, who doesn't want to be a guy with a thing at Dunder Mifflin. Uh, the cold open was Jim is going out with Katie. And Pam is is weird about it. Like, uh, hey, Pam, it's season two. You're you're in the middle of a, a of an engagement. What do you want Jim to do? He's he's moved on. He's what do you want? So um, he was at the at the end of the cold open. She she just told him it's like, hey, why doesn't she just call you directly? Like, okay, whatever. Um, Michael is just in love with Ryan. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. And is trying to mentor him. And Dwight is very jealous of this. Um, but there is a fire, and everybody has to go outside. And so they're all outside, and yeah, they play. Um, what what books or movies would you bring on a desert island? And um, and who do you do? Which is a very work appropriate game. And of course, Mike Mike Michael says uh, he'd do Ryan. Of course. Um, but Ryan, it turns out Ryan was the one that caused the fire. Ryan started the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. So he didn't want to be the guy with the thing. And he, he becomes known as the fire guy. So great. Number 73, season five, episode 20, new boss. Michael gets upset when he gets a new boss to act as a buffer between him and David Wallace. And he gets even more upset when he disbands the party planning committee and cancels Michael's 15th anniversary party. So the cold open is Dwight sent out a memo about the dress code and Jim to counteract that and to prank Dwight, he wore a tux and they kept talking about Michael's 15th anniversary celebration and being classy. And it was really silly, but the episode is about the introduction of Charles minor and 
Um, this is the beginning of my favorite arc of the entire series. The whole Michael Scott paper company was my favorite thing ever. Um, but looking back at it, um, I don't blame Charles Minor for coming down <laughs> on Michael. I think that was his job. And, and all, you know, Charles Minor's biggest uh, flaw was that he was a normal person in an office with crazy people. Um, and I mean, Michael was just doing crazy things in this episode. He, when he would introduce everybody to, to Charles, he would give their sexual history. Like he was t- talking about Oscar and, and, uh, Angela and, and Kevin, they were t- talking all about their, their, their sexual, sexual past. Like what, what, what is that? Um, Charles announces that they are doing a 3% cuts in expenses and cut in discretionary spending. Um, basically Michael just didn't want to boss. He didn't want to be told what to do. And he was getting more and more upset with Charles. He kept trying to call David Wallace, but David Wallace basically ignored him. And finally he could not take it anymore. And he goes, he drives to New York and um, to confront him and he tells him everything that's going on. And um, in the end, uh, David says, you know what? If it's that important to you, we'll move some money around. We'll get you your party. And Michael says, you know what? I quit. And he has that, that I, one of my favorite phrases of the entire series. You have no idea how, how I could fly. I love that. Uh, the only other thing is Jim, does not hit it off well with Charles uh, because he's wearing the tux and he just digs himself a bigger hole. And we see that throughout the entire arc that just Charles hates Jim's guts. And it's, you know, Jim is usually the darling. So this is, this is new territory for him. And um, Angela and Kelly are swooning over him. Okay. But uh, the big thing is Michael quit. Number 72 season two, episode 20 drug testing. Dwight finds half a joint in the parking lot and launches an investigation in the office to find the culprits. Michael needs clean pee. And Pam loses to Jim. To Jim loses to Pam in a game of jinx and has to be silenced until he buys her a Coke. Uh, so the cold open is Dwight found the joint in the parking lot. He's interrogating everybody. He's interrogating Kevin. I don't think anything significant about that. Um, when he interrogates Creed, he gives he shows him a picture of um of marijuana and he says to creed do you know what this is and creed says this is northern lights cannabis indica and twice says no it's marijuana and he just tells him to go away oh <laughs> uh, um so the thing about jinx is that oh yeah jim was doing an impression of uh stanley and stanley said i do not find that funny and um, and they both say at the same time, so it's like, Jinx, you gotta buy me Coke. But he couldn't buy a Coke because the machine was broken or he didn't have the change or I don't know, something like that. So he has to go the whole day without talking. And they, they have a meeting. And at one point, Pam tells everyone, um, Jim has a personal story about how drug use in his family affected him. Uh, so Jim goes up and he still can't talk, but he pretends that it's too much for him. And he sits back down and it looks like he's crying. So great, great acting with his part on his part. Um, Michael went to an Alicia Keys concert and smoked some clove cigarettes or something like that. So he thinks he might be, it might be his joint or something like that, or because they have to do drug testing. 
of everybody. And he tells Dwight, hey, I need some clean pee. And um, Dwight is a volunteer sheriff, and, and Dwight is so disillusioned about about basically cheating about basically quote unquote breaking the law that he resigns as a volunteer sheriff but michael makes him supervisor of security at the building so he's he's happy about that uh in a deleted scene it wasn't michael it was actually the warehouse guys with the joints so okay oh and there was a scene where um dwight is interrogating jim but jim turned it around to make it look like dwight <laughs> Is is the one that's that's smoking weed and, and has memory loss. So that was funny. Number 71, season two, episode nine, email surveillance. Michael sets up an office computer network so he can read employees' emails. He finds out that he's the only employee not invited to a barbecue at Jim's house. So he goes to crash it after finishing his improv class. And Pam thinks there's something up between Dwight and Angela. A cold open is a guy in a turban shows up and Michael thinks is a terrorist. Like, way, come on. Good, good job there. Uh, it's actually the IT guy. Great, great job. Let's uh let's not be cringy enough there. Um basically, this is this entire episode is Michael is obnoxious. He wants to be part of uh, you know, he wants to be part of the party. He wants to be part of the group. He wants to be part of the family. And nobody likes him because he's just so damn obnoxious. He goes to the improv group and everybody hates him because for, and in every improv scene, all Michael does is bring out guns and shoots everybody. <laughs> that's that's every scene. He bring, even they take away his imaginary guns and, and he still he still tells whispers to the guy who was actually Ken Jong. He's like, I have a gun and the guy puts his hands up. So so basically and then they all leave. They all go out together, but they, they don't include Michael. So, um, you know, and then, you know, this whole thing about Jim not wanting him at his party. But G, but Michael crashes in any way. And um, you kind of feel sorry for him. But um, so Jim takes pity on him. They're doing karaoke and Michael is singing islands in the stream and Jim joins him. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Pam thinks there's something up between Dwight and Angela that there might be something going on. And it turns out. Oh, and it turns out there is. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think she she got turned away because she said something to Angela and Angela said, Oh, you mean the way you're flirting with Jim? And that, that really turned her off. So she just said something turns out that was Dwight and Angela were fooling around in the other room. So number 70 season three, episode nine, the convict Jim admits that he's dating Karen. Angela discovers the branch receives money for hiring an ex convict. And Michael gets concerned when the ex convict paints a rosy picture of life in a minimum security prison to his coworkers and calls a meeting to discuss the situation. And Andy tries to find a date in the office and Jim decides to prank him. Um, the cold open is the, the one of the people from Stanford, this lady who just had a baby, she brings in the baby, the baby's a boy, but the baby's wearing all pink. And so it's a little confusing and Michael pretends to be a baby and he, I don't know what the heck he was doing there. It was, it was really weird. Um, yeah. So they find out that, uh, what's his name? Um, Martin, Martin was, um, 
uh, in jail for insider trading or something like that. And, and he says, you know, prison's actually pretty nice. You, you get to learn things, you get outside time, you get to, you know, you, the, your, yourself, your cell stinks, but you're not in it that much. So he, he paints a really nice picture of, of, of uh, jail. Everybody says, wow, jail sounds nicer than Dunder Mifflin. And that really, really angers Michael. So he can't take it anymore. He has a meeting and he comes in as prison Mike and he has his voice. It's just amazing. Jim asks, what, what, what were you in for? He said he stole and he robbed and he kidnapped the president's son and he never got caught neither. Well, if you never got caught, how did you end up in jail prison? Mike, uh, Pam asks, what did you eat? And he says, nothing but gruel, gruel sandwiches, gruel omelets. Plus you could eat your own hair. And, and Dwight says, what is, what was the worst thing about prison? And the angel says, why are you encouraging him? And, and, Michael says the worst thing about prison was the dementors. They were flying all over the place and they were scary. And they come down and they suck the soul out of your body and it hurts. Um, just it was just this is one of the best scenes in the entire series. Uh, if if you watch this again, look at um, John Krasinski and Phyllis. They cannot stop laughing, and I'm sure they did didn't like a million takes of these scenes. Well, I'm sure everybody was laughing, but but. But even even Steve Carell almost broke at one point. <laughs> it's amazing. So after prison, Mike Martin says, listen, jail was nothing like that. I don't know what you're talking about. So M Michael continues to be upset and he just locks everyone in the, in the conference room. <laughs> and uh, Toby was not part of the meeting. So Toby, Toby goes to unlock him and. He has to tell Michael, listen, they're just teasing you. They're pranking you. Of course, they know that Dunder Mifflin is better than prison. So then he, he lets everybody out. And in the result, Martin quits. Okay. So there was that. Um, Andy was telling Jim, hey, I'm horny. <laughs> I need to hook up with someone. And he's goes, like, what about Kelly? What about what about Angela? What about <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even consider Meredith. And he says, well, what about Pam? And and uh, Jim says, absolutely, you should. And he tells Andy everything that Pam hates. To, and, but, you know, Frisbee golf. And and uh, and at the end of the episode, Andy is singing Rainbow Connection uh, on a banjo with with this ridiculous falsetto. It's a great song, but but it was just it was just really funny. Number 69, season six, episode 12, Scott's Tots. Ten years ago, Michael promised a group of third graders he would pay for their college tuition if they graduated. Now comes time to pay, and he can't do it. And at the office, Dwight's employee of the month idea gets Jim in big trouble. I, When I started doing this little project, I was wondering, where am I going to put Scott's Tots? Do I put it... You know, at the top, is it the best episode? Is it the worst? Is it? It's so polarizing. And watching it again, it's definitely the most. Besides dinner party, is is the most cringiest episode. And it is everything about the office at its at its at multiplied by ten. The the cringe and the uncomfortable and everything. Oh, it's just 
it's it's painful to watch this episode. I just feel so, like like they go way too far. Michael goes way too far, promising college to, to 15 kids and then and then uh, reneging. This is, this is just way too far for me. So the cold open was Michael brings Andy into the off into his office. And really, this felt like an improv scene. That's all this was. It was just it was just Steve Carell and uh, who is this? Ed Helms. Just 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 you know two two comedy greats just going at it and um michael says uh you need to stop with the baby talk and andy says what do you want me to do say hey my irritable bowel sy- syndrome uh uh flared up you know so i say you know andy got a andy got a tommy ache um and andy says oh yeah well people say your elvis impersonation stinks and he's like, I think it's great. And in the end, they, they end up complimenting each other. It's like, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it's like, you're welcome. So it was just, it was basically just two guys that went in an improv uh, session. That's it. Um, but the, the main part of the episode was, um, well, they're all, they're all in the break room and, uh, Aaron says, what's Scott's tots? And Stanley just starts laughing like crazy. And Stanley says, has it really been 10 years? And it's just so funny because Michael promised a group of third graders he would pay for their college tuition if they graduated. And I guess Michael thought that he would be wildly successful. Turns out if he wanted to pay for 15, um, 15, um, uh, uh students at an average of thirty two thousand three hundred forty nine dollars and this was 10 years ago this was you know i'm sure it's way more now but he would have to pay a total of almost two million dollars for 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 college for these kids uh michael says at one point i've made some empty promises in my life but hands down this is the most generous generous uh, he keeps putting off going to school, but he eventually he and Aaron go to school and they are just so happy to see him. And they do, they give him hugs and they do a dance. They do a, this dancing. Hey, Mrs. Scott, what you going to do? What you going to do? Make our dreams come true, which I didn't realize was a parody of bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Um, and, and and eventually he finally says, I can't do it. And one of the one of the kids confronts him and says, Listen, I'll pay for your books or something like that. It's like, well, he's like, Well, it's a thousand dollars a year. It's like, uh, I don't know if I have that money. <laughs> um the other thing is Dwight is plotting to get Jim fired. So he starts this employee of the month thing, and it's just so stupid and it's 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 revealed that jim made himself employee of the month for some confusing reason and then it's like well the next person is is pam because they got money and it was just so stupid it was just uh, eventually jim um gets a call from david walls and david walls is yelling at him and then he says you know what i'm sorry i'm just just having a really bad time right now and everything is fine so all of all of all of Dwight's uh, all of Dwight's uh, uh, manipulations for was for nothing. Um, at one point, D- um, Dwight was calling 
David Wallace as everyone as Kevin and uh as as Toby and stuff like that and and they were actually really good impressions this is where we get the I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of just Pam saying yup uh that's because uh when she got employee of the month they're like why do you get it you suck and and she's like well hey I show up every day and and I and, and my sales doubled and they're like, "What do you mean your sales are? Would it go from one to two? And and in the in the talking, she's like, "Yup." So, number sixty-eight, season uh, season five, episode eleven, Moroccan Christmas. Phyllis blackmails Angela into doing the work on the, for the Christmas party, which Michael turns into an intervention after Meredith gets drunk and sets her hair on fire. Meanwhile, Dwight corners the market on a popular Christmas gift. The cold open was um, one of the great jim pranks he gift wrapped dwight's desk and dwight like goes to sit on the chair and he falls through because it's it was a perfect gift gift wrapping thing so at this point phyllis knows about um angela and dwight and angela is engaged to andy so um basically she's using it against him and basically making angela do everything and just being the most horrible person to her because angela has been horrible to phyllis and they're having a moroccan theme for for christmas and andy is uh playing on the i think it's a sitar or something like that it's kind of like a banjo thing and and he's i think it was like uh, what was that song uh there's a there's there's something, something, France, where they take off their pants or whatever like that. And Angela says, really, Andy, it's Christmas and you're singing about nudity in France. I love that. I love that part. Um, the, Dwight did research and found out what the, the hot toy of the year is. And it was Princess Unicorn, who uh, she, she, her horn can pierce the sky and he he buys all of them so everybody has to buy them from him um at a at a great markup so he's he's he made a lot of money um the last one daryl bought it but toby's like please 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 i don't have a good relationship with my family please let me have the last one and daryl's like okay you could you could have you could you could have it for four hundred dollars i think he bought it for 200 or something like that and toby he gives it to toby and it's black and Toby's like, ah, that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, Eve, so the, the thing about Meredith is she's drunk. She puts her hair on fire. They try to have an indifferent intervention at work and that does not go well. Uh, <laughs> Dwight has a talking head. He says, "In the shoot family, we believe in five fingered intervention. You think he's he's just you know use, using his fist like like he's going to punch him." He says, "Awareness, education, control, acceptance, and punching." Great. Uh, in the end, so okay, so the whole thing with Angela and Phyllis. Finally, Angela can't take it anymore. She says, "I'm done. I am done." You're not, I'm calling your bluff. You're not going to say anything. Uh, we're done. I'm, I'm done being your servant, whatever. And Phyllis looks like she's defeated and, you know, shy and meek or something like that. And while everybody is, is sitting around in the office talking, she says, uh, Angela and Dwight are, are sleeping with each other. I caught them and Andy doesn't know. 
And then uh, the only people that aren't in the in the room are Michael and Andy. And so Andy comes in and everybody is just it's like super awkward. And he goes to play a a, a Christmas song on the sitar or whatever, and nobody says anything. And and he's like, "Ooh, tough room! Wow, you guys can say you know, you guys can clap or something." Uh, the thing about um, so Michael takes Meredith and says, let's go to a bar and it's actually not a bar. He takes her to a rehab and tries to drag her physically drag her into the rehab. She's like running away screaming. And at the end, this is one of the, the most underrated quotes in the, in the entire series. He says, as it turns out, you can't just check someone into rehab against their will. They have to do it voluntarily. They have to hit rock bottom. So I think now I know what I need to do at this point. I need to find ways to push Meredith to the bottom. I think I could do it. I did it with Jan. One of the great quotes of the of the whole series. Number 67, season two, episode three, Office Olympics. Michael takes a personal day away from the office to close on a condo purchase. And while he's away, the gang takes a break from their expense reports to participate in the Office Olympics. The cold open was... Uh, Michael coming in early and he says, I'm an early bird and a night owl. So I'm wise and I have worms. Um, he makes Ryan come in early just to get him a breakfast sandwich from McDonald's. And I guess he wants to like hang out with Ryan and Ryan's like, you know, what? I'll go sleep in my car or something. Um, the, so while Michael is away, um, Jim and Pam decide to do office Olympics um, there was Flonkerton, which is a box of paper snowshoes, snowshoe racing. Who could put the most M&Ms in their mouth? Dunderball, hate ball, uh, so-called because of how much um, Angela hates it. I think hate ball is actually paper football. I think that was that. Oh, yeah, there was a paper football game. Pro- paper triangle flicking and hitting things game. <laughs> um, so, so. Pam goes to Angela and says, do you have any games? And she says, yeah, I have a game. It's called Pam Pong. She counts how many times Jim gets up from his desk and goes to reception to talk to Pam. And that really, that really upsets uh, Pam. Um, uh, And and Pam has a game of trying to throw stuff into into, uh, Dwight's coffee mug. Uh, So at the condo, um, Dwight goes with, with Michael and, the condo is not going well. It's a lot of money. Um, it's a 30 year mortgage and he's in his forties. So it's basically the rest of his life. He's he'll be paying for this thing. Um, it's, it's too much money, but then Michael, when Michael tries to back out, turns out he can't because it would be, um, it would be like a penalty of like $7,000 if he, if he backed out at that point. The real estate agent is Carol, who he ends up dating, and it's his real life night, uh, wife, uh, Nancy. Um, so, uh, at the at the office at the at the office Olympics, Ryan Ryan takes his medal and just throws it away right in front of Pam, like you know he doesn't care about this crap. Um, while they're doing the office, the, all the the games, Michael and Dwight come in. And it's like okay, game over stop goofing off we, we have to actually go back to work so everybody just you know quits quits the games and jim still wants to do them so jim has a really clever idea he combines uh the closing ceremonies 
with a celebrating Michael getting a condo. And it's perfect because Michael thinks they're having this huge ceremony about him. And it's actually the closing of the, uh, um, the office Olympics. And they, they play, they play the, 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 the United States national anthem. And Michael says, why are you doing this? And, and Jim says, well, you closed the condo in, in the United States. That's why. <laughs> but they have Michael stand up on the, on the thing. And, and he's, he is really touched by this. He's, he, he thinks it's wonderful. So that's, that's really cute. Number 66, season four, episode six, Branch Wars. Stanley approaches the Unica branch for a sales position for more money. Michael retaliates by getting Jim and Dwight to prank Utica. And Pam, Oscar, and Toby start the very exclusive Finer Things Club. Um, cold Open is Karen Filippelli is at the Utica branch, and she's talking to Stanley and uh, trying to get him to, to come over. I don't know if it was Stanley that's trying to go over or or Karen trying to steal him. I don't know. Is Stanley really that good of a salesman? I don't, I don't get that. Um, anyway, uh, Karen has a great quote. She says, I am the regional manager of the Thunder Mifflin Utica branch. Turns out it's a pretty, pretty easy gig when your boss isn't an idiot and your boyfriend's not in love with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with Pam and Oscar and Toby, they have the, the finer things club where they eat finger sandwiches and discuss books and stuff. And they won't let anybody else in like, what, what's this crap? Um, Oscar says, besides having sex with men, I would say the finer things club is the gayest thing about me. (laughs) So, um, oh, the cold open was also, uh, Michael was doing this. Uh, this Ferris Bueller thing where he had a mannequin of, of himself and tried to do some stupid thing. And, and Stanley walks in and he just says, I'm leaving. I'm I'm, le- I'm moving to the, I'm going to the Utica branch. So Michael f- freaks out and he calls Karen Filippelli and she says, well, screw you. And <laughs> Michael says, uh, can you put me through to you to a salesman, your best salesman? <laughs> so Pam finds out who the best salesman is, and he he calls him, and the guy is like, "Aren't you the guy that hit the woman with your car?" <laughs> and just basically saying, "Like I've I've heard the Scranton branch is is a mess, and you guys are a mess, and you're horrible." And and Michael's like, "Screw you! I'm I'm gonna fire you!" And and then he's like, "Hey, so do you want to come over?" <laughs> uh. So he and Dwight bring Jim and tell him that it's some sales call or something like that. And actually it's, they, 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 they surprise Jim and they're going to Utica, which freaks Jim out. Cause Jim knows Karen's there. And it's just, it's Jim, Michael and Dwight in the car is just comedy gold. Dwight is Dwight is peeing in a in a in a like a like a coke can and and he he says he says i think i cut my penis on the can um so they 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 surprised jim by saying yeah we're going to unica we're gonna we're gonna get them And, and jim's like no 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 i want no part of this and he's about to call i don't know who and dwight grabs the phone and throws it out the window but then 
um, Jim's like, well, thanks a lot. My, my, my brother's baby's pictures were on that on that phone. Thanks a lot. So they go back and look for the phone. <laughs> so dumb. Um, Jim's about to call a cab, but then um, there he's afraid of what they were going to do. So he's he goes to supervise them or something like that. And here we get the um, they're all wearing uh, warehouse uniforms and fake mustaches. And we we get that famous meme of Jim like reclining fast <laughs> to, to hide in 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 the seat uh, meme of the of the car seats. Uh, eventually, so Jim is hiding. Karen walks in and says, "Jim, is that you?" <laughs> she, she catches him. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Michael and Dwight take the copier and try to steal it or something like that. And they 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 put it down the stairs and they get caught in the stairs or something like that. It's just so stupid. So so Karen has the three of them in the office. And Dwight says, We're gonna burn Utica to the ground. And then um and they tell him to to calm down. And then then Michael says, If you lay if you lay a finger on Stanley, I will burn this branch to the ground. I'm like, oh God. So they leave. Karen asks to, to talk to Jim and just gives him hell for, for, for him dumping her and just makes her, makes him feel like hell. He just, he just, he just, it's, he just makes him feel so bad. It's so awkward. And, and he's like, well, I'm dating, I'm still dating Pam. He's like, oh yeah, I really want to hear about that. Please tell me everything about how you're dating Pam. Get, get out of here, you idiot. So, so he leaves. It's, it's really bad. Um, so, and, 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 oh, and for some reason, Dwight wanted to the, poke everybody in the eye and scratch everybody's eyes out. And his explanation was the eyes are the groin to the head. Okay. Uh, in the end, they come back and Pam found out what happened. So, uh, he, he, she feels really bad for Jim. Um, Michael says, okay, you know what? I give up. Congrats, Stanley. Go wherever you want. Here's a box. Go take your stuff. You're 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 free to go. And Stanley says, "I'm not leaving." And he says, he says in a talking head, "I wasn't really planning on leaving. All I wanted was a raise. How on earth did Michael call my bluff? Is he some sort of secret genius or something?" <laughs> and then he laughs. He's like, "Ah, sometimes I say crazy things." So. All right, that is this episode. And I hope that this episode scared you from me, from me, Prison Joe. And I want to thank you for listening to me and letting me be a part of your life today. Because you got a good life. You got a good life. A good life.